0: Welcome back to part five in this series with Dustin Tarpine, a winemaker and one of the co-owners of Cedar Rose Vineyards in South Jersey. If you missed the first four episodes, don't hesitate to go back and start from the beginning. If you'd like to just jump in here at part five, go right ahead. Welcome to the show and please enjoy. Well, that, that was another thing about the wine that, that grabbed me from the beginning was that You know, I've always loved food, I've always loved to cook and and, you know, like I said, our family is big with food, you know, we have big barbecues in the summer and stuff, Um, you know, so I've always appreciated good food and and making food and everything else and um, the wine just when I, one of the first times that I ever really intentionally paired wine and food, it just totally blew me away. I just, I didn't even realize, it's almost like what have I been doing all these years not drinking wine with food? because it, it's just there's something there's a there's a saying that I've heard a lot of a lot of wine teachers and people who are given talks saying they say that the wine is a liquid part of the meal it's not actually you know you're not it's not really the drink it's more just the liquid part of your meal I mean it's just what it's just certain combinations like i mean like one for instance my I think my favorite pairing combination of all of them is port and cheesecake. Like the first time that I ate a piece of cheesecake and had a glass of port there at the same time, I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> I, I was just like on cloud nine. I've never tasted anything that tasted that way in my entire life. And it was just, it just elevated the entire experience to a whole nother level. Like I love cheesecake, but when you do that, it just is like, you almost feel like you shouldn't even be eating it. It's too good. It's like, what what's going on with this? And the same with like steak and red wine. Like, I mean, there's... You know, when the first time I had a good a good steak and I paired it with a big fat Cabernet Sauvignon, just the the flavor combinations that happen there, it just it's just unbelievable. I mean, you just you end up with all all these different flavors. So we we do quite a few tasting events, um, uh, pairings and that sort of stuff here. So we we have a wine club um, from basically our customers. We kind of track their spending. So our, our top people. Uh, get invited once a month, usually once a month, sometimes once every other month, uh, to these wine tasting events that we do. And so we've done, uh, for Valentine's Day this year, we did a, it was a wine and dessert pairing. And it was all, it was like pretty much all chocolate-based desserts that we paired with, uh, we stuck we stuck with dry red wines um, just to, I don't know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's better to pair Sweet with sweet because they don't they kind of go together they don't clash but sometimes it's like too much like if you have a super sweet dish and then you try to pair a sweet wine on top of it it just is like too much whereas if you have a red wine now and you have something super sweet the combination actually is really really nice surprisingly um, so that's that's uh, we do we do we do quite a few events like that um, you know where we where we kind of go through the pairings and I kind of explain my rationale to, to our customers of why I'm pairing this with this and what I'm thinking about, and and you know what, you know why I think it works and all these things, and just try to give people some general rules because, I mean it does when you when you really start to get a handle on what wines go with what dishes, and you can intentionally start gearing wines and picking wines that go with the food that you're eating. I mean, it just changes everything. It just it changes the entire eating experience. It, it really, it really does. It's it, there's really that much of a difference. The biggest challenge, I think, and this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand when they, you know, we get so many calls from people who want to get into the wine industry and we almost try to discourage them (laughs) at the beginning because it's just people don't have a full grasp of the amount of money that it takes to do something like this. It's just, and the problem with the winery model in general is that, all right, you've you've got a product that takes you based effectively five years to produce your first bottle, you know, cause you've got two or three years in the vineyard, you've got two or three years in the winery before you can even have anything to sell to somebody. But the problem is that you have to have all of your tanks, you have to have all your press and your equipment and your tractors, and you have to have the vineyard planted and you have to have a building and all this stuff before you make any money, <laughs> any money at all. So you have to, you know, you're basically operating almost at, a, at full capacity as far as from a financial standpoint, not full capacity, the tasting room's not open, but you're operating probably at like 75%, you know, not to mention all the capital expenditures that you have um, up front that, that you have to shoulder. So I mean, that's the biggest thing. It's just you know we we had a lot of money out there to, in, that we've got to start clawing back here, and I think we've finally gotten to the point now where I feel comfortable with the way that we're operating. I feel comfortable with you know how how we're doing with our customers. You know, I mean we've got a 4.9 rating on Google. I've get nothing but good feedback from our customers. You know, so. I kind of feel at this point that we. I finally feel like our feet are underneath of us again, because it, we've just been running for ten years. I mean, we've just we've just been going, 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 and it's just it's kind of a strange feeling because I've now that we're here, at, and and I'm standing in this building that you know we had dreamed about building you know, ten years ago. It's like okay, now where do we go? You know, do we keep doing this? Do we keep doing? You know, I think one of the biggest changes, I think, in the in the next couple of years. One, we're going to start doing more private events. Uh, you know, we started, we when we first got started, you know, we were kind of just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what's stuck. You know, we were doing private events, we were doing tastings, we, you know, were doing a little bit of food, we're doing festivals, we're doing all this different stuff. And pretty quickly, we realized, like, okay, we can't do all this stuff. We just can't do all this stuff well. So we you know uh so we basically nixed the private events uh last year because the issue is we don't have a very big place so in order to do private events we have to shut down the facility and then you know since we have become a place that people just like to come visit and hang out and we have regulars uh, we were kind of making people mad with our random closings and then also you basically lose the money you were gonna you have the opportunity cost there of the money that you lost by closing And then so then you have to charge even more for your event. So it just, it became a nightmare. But um, we have had some change in our ownership, actually. So uh, Dom Romano, unfortunately, is not um, working, not one of the partners anymore. Uh, Sam ended up uh, taking his shares over. So uh, Sam is now our only partner. And I I think he has some plans to, he wants to expand. He wants to do, be a little more aggressive with some of the things we're doing. So uh, we have a couple of things in the works. You know, we want to buy... Uh, some of the equipment to start doing private events outside on our own so that we, you know, we want to buy a tent and tables and chairs and all that so that we don't have to, we we can capture the revenue from, uh, you know, instead of farming that out to one of the rental uh, companies and we can capture that revenue. Uh, We're going to do a little expansion to the building. So we need more winemaking space. We need more indoor space to put people, um, you know, the tasting room is a little small, really. So I think we're going to We're going to expand the back of the building a little bit. There's like a crush pad that we have on the west side of the building. I think we're going to close in and uh, make that more processing space for the inside of the winery and then build another pad next to it. And then um, we're going to, I think we're going to try to expand the, the porch area too and potentially potentially actually making the the porch and the inside of the downstairs tasting room, all one space. So make the porch like twice as big as it is now, bust the wall out between the porch and the tasting room, and then make that all one space. I know he's talked about wanting to do that. So that would be, <clears throat> that would be a huge, a huge move just because one of our biggest challenges as far as generating revenue is just that in the winter, we have very limited seating. You know, we can only seat like 30 people upstairs. We can see maybe like, Twelve downstairs. I think it's like maybe twenty-five on the porch or something like that. So it's really, it's not quite enough. And then being able to expand that and have some more indoor space that we can use year-round, I think would would be a big help. Um, but in addition to that, we definitely want to go bigger with the food. You know, we like I said I love to cook. I mean, I it's it's something that I have a huge passion for and I just it's something I enjoy doing a lot. And I want our food here to be fantastic. You know, we're doing a good job now, you know, but it's just we're, we're limited in what we can do. We can only you can only really fit one person to cook in that truck um, in the in the trailer. So, you know, unfortunately, I can't bring another chef on or somebody to help out our current chef who was just not enough room to work in there. So that's kind of a bottleneck for a lot of things. That's a bottleneck for creativity because you know it's just one chef she's got a lot going on you know i I already i already put a lot on her plate so you know to do some things i'd like to do which is like add specials on friday night or like make the dishes a little more gourmet all this stuff is just not exactly feasible with our current setup so One of the big things we're going to be looking at, hopefully we would, I don't know, we've talked about having it finished by next, basically a year from now, but we'll see if that actually happens. Um, But we want to put a real full-size kitchen in this place. Um, You know, we've, we've, I've basically proven the, you know, the, the model, you know, that we can run a restaurant here. People will buy our food, our food, you know, we can produce good food. We can do it in a, in a, in a way that people are happy with. So we've kind of proven the model out. So now I think we're going to be looking at moving on to the next phase there, putting in a bigger kitchen where we can get some help because we do get a little bit slow during our busiest peak times. Cause it's just one, you know, it's just the one chef and, and not a lot of space. You know, we don't really have like really good areas for like keeping stuff warm and things like that and hot holding areas. So it's, uh, we're, the, we're, we're, really handicapped right now with the food and to be able to, you know, have a full kitchen where now, all right, well, let's do some. let's bring in somebody else. Like, let's start, you know, let's have a, you know, let's buy filets and do like, you know, a steak special on Friday nights. And like, really, cause right now we just, you know, we've got some good burgers and, you know, chicken sandwich and we chicken Caesar salad. And, you know, we have a couple other, uh, you know, kind of, you know, calamari, that sort of thing, but it's all relatively simple. And, and in the long term. I want our food to be amazing. Like I I want this place to be like a gourmet restaurant and maybe not all the time, but on certain hours, certain times or on certain days or with specials or or some way I want to raise the bar significantly for the food that we have here because there's not, uh, it's unfortunate but COVID killed off a lot of the good restaurants in Cumberland County. There's, I mean, Andrea's, they moved out, uh, Winfield's I'm pretty sure closed down, you know? So there's, there's really not very many good high-end restaurants around here anymore. So I know that if we could produce that sort of food, I, I, we would have, we would have customers, you know, I mean, our, as long as we could consistently do a good job, which I believe that we could, it's just that, you know, we need a different facility, another person, uh, you know, some slightly, some tweaks, but, um, I would say those are probably the biggest things going forward. I mean, I, we want to start doing some more. We did in 2019. We did one big festival out here, which went really well. Um, we had a good turnout, uh, so we want to we want to do another one of those. I think we're going to do one in October this year, and then try to start doing two of those a year would be the goal. Um, so, so that's another another thing there that we're moving on. Um, but yeah, and I, I mean, ten years from now, I just I would like to see us. Profitable, you know, uh, with a with a fantastic food program, uh, with a, with a bit of an expansion to make this place a little bit bigger, uh, and kind of keep doing what we're doing as far as the doing the uh, doing the wine club events and, you know, having the whole real personal aspect of, of having you know our guests come in here and uh, you know get treated to to something and, and, and keep doing events like that. And in addition, just, I would like to beautify the place. I mean, I'd love to land, you know, over time, I'm, I'd love to make this place look like the Gardens. I mean, that's that's kind of my long-term goal. I mean, I'm I'm also obsessed with, with plants and obviously with the horticulture degree, but landscaping and, and all that stuff is, is, is a fun thing for me. And I really enjoy planning out landscapes and choosing tree selections and that thing like that. So. Uh, you know, once once my plate gets a little bit more freed up, I'd love to turn my focus onto these things that I'd like to do rather than the things that I have to do, As which is kind of where I'm at right now. You know, just making sure we keep the wheels underneath it and keep going forward. But, you know, one day here, at some point in the future, I'd like to, you know, be able to turn my, my eyes toward doing some of these things that I just almost want to do just for fun because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've done that. Don't forget to subscribe and like the show on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you listen.